Perak Dalad Mishnah Beis. Barishona initially Hayaosa Beisin b'Makom Acher Umavat Lai. Initially, when a husband would want to nullify a get that he had sent to his wife through a messenger, so Lohim Mavad Lai b'Fnei Isha v'Lo B'Fnei Shliach, he wouldn't go before his wife and nullify the get. Or go before the messenger and nullify the get like we learned until now. Rather, originally what they would do is, El Bamokam show you all where he was standing, Hayamavatlib of Neshlashi, would just gather three men, make them into a basin, and say, I'm nullifying my get, and that would do the trick. The get would be nullified, be bottle. But the problem was that the messenger and the wife never got the memo. And then the wife would receive the get from the messenger. She'd go ahead and marry somebody else, thinking that she was divorced. And the children that you would have from the second husband would really be Mamzerim, because she never really got divorced from her first husband. So it's making problems. You can't do that anymore. The shliach is delivering the get. She has no idea. Very nice, maybe before he went before a quarter three to nullify it, and the nullification works, but she's never going to find out. She's going to go ahead and get remarried, and the children are going to be Mamzerim. So Ramil Azakin said, it's not going to work anymore. You've got to notify the wife or the shliach that the get is being nullified. Otherwise, it won't work. And not only that, a person that goes ahead and is nullifying his get before a court, Malkin, we give him Malkus, because he's, just, he's, he's acting incorrectly and he's causing damage to the world. Says the Mishnah further, Barishona, initially, Hayyamishana Shmai Ushma, Shem Shem Ira. So initially, was the bartender explains when a, a person had two names. His name was Yaakov, they called him Jack. You know, in, in his city, they called him Yaakov, but overseas in the business world, they called him Jack. So if he's divorcing his wife, he was just divorced his wife in the, uh, with the name that he was called by in the place where he's writing the get. And they weren't mocked to write both of the names. So, uh, and what happened? They shouldn't be What happened was that she got divorced, remarry somebody else, have children. And then people will say, oh, you know, this lady who married, you know, the second guy and had children from the second guy, those children are Mamzerim. Why? Because she never really got divorced from the first husband. Why? Because the first husband wrote in the get that his name is Yaakov? No, in the corporate world, we know him as Jack. And that's not your husband. You got the wrong guy and the get is no good. So as Moti Laz, people were speaking, the people were spreading rumors over the children of the second marriage that they were no good, that she never really got divorced. So therefore, the Adam Shehuchzak B'Shnei Shem was a person that has two names. B'Shnei Makomos in two places. Chad B'Makom Aksiva, his name is Yaakov, for example, in the place where they're writing the get. His name is Jack in the place where he's giving the get. Eina Megaresh, he cannot get divorced. Anch Yichl, until he writes, Shem Shal Makom Hanasina, the name uh, that he goes by in the place where they're giving the get, and the name that he goes by in the place of the writing of the get. You have to have all his names included in the get. However, if he goes by two names in one place, right? Till now we discussed he's, his name is one, is, he, goes, he has one name in the place where they're giving the get, has one name in the place where they're writing the get. So we're saying he should write both names. But if he's known to have two names in one place, and then they write only one of those names, 
then bidiyevad the get would be kosher, post facto the get would be okay. Meal, however, the Khathila Tarakhtoshnaim, the Khathili write both names. Vehicha the Shina Shmai Aishma beget in the place where they changed his name or her name in the get. Alpha Pisha Kutz of Achakach, even if they write afterwards, uh Vikal Shim Shishlo, any name that he has, the get will be bottled, the get will be invalid. Moving right along to Mishnah Gimel, and, and nowadays if you look at a get, by the way, they'll write, you know, the, guy, the guy's name is Yaakov, and he goes by Yankel, and Yakovi and Jack, and Jacob, they'll write all the nicknames to include in the get. Okay, Mishnah Gimel. Ein almana nefrat, an almana, a widow, cannot collect her ksuba. Menichse yisomim, from the nechassim, from the assets that fell to the yisomim, that fell to the uh, children in the Yerusha, from her husband, she cannot collect from those uh, assets for her ksuba, she has to take an oath. She has to swear that she didn't receive anything from the ksuba yet, and now she can go ahead and collect from the assets that the Yerushim inherited from her husband. But what happened? Nimne Ubezin withheld her, Mila Hashbiya, from taking this oath. Why? Because since she was at Toreach, with the Yisomim, and trying to, you know, get these assets from them, so she'd be more ahead there for herself, for, and she would say, you know, I'm making an oath that I didn't receive anything, even though she really, really took a small portion of the ksuba. But she says, you know, the small portion that I took, that's just, you know, compensating me for the tircha that I have to, you know, stick myself out there to uh, get this, these assets from the Yisomim. And I'm not considering that as any part of the ksuba. So really, in essence, when she says, I swear I didn't get anything, she's lying. She got something. She's just using that as compensation for the bother she has to go to collect these assets from the Yisomim. So they said, we don't want her making an oath. She's, she's, taking, she's making an oath, which is incorrect. She's lying. They said, the basin said, no more, no more swearing to collect your assets from the, uh, from the Yarshim. So then what happened? She couldn't collect her ksuba from the Yisomim, and she was stuck. So what was she going to do? She makes a nether, not an oath, not a shvua, a nether, a promise. Meaning, instead of taking an oath, she would make a nether that on what, for example, she would say, She says, you know, let it be the forbidden on me, the fruit of, you know, the next door neighbor, if I received anything from my ksuba. So then if she makes that kind of nether, she could go ahead and collect her ksuba. Because believe it, believe it or not, the emas nedarim alei and yotim in the Yishalami says the fear of a nether, <coughs> excuse me, is more, uh, it weighs more to a person than the fear of taking an oath. So therefore, when we are forced for making a nether instead of an oath, so she makes a nether, I promise I'm not going to eat the neighbor's fruit, you know, um, to, to, as, long as, you know, as long as I didn't collect anything from my ksuba, so you see that she's telling the truth. And then we would believe her, and then she can use that and collect whatever she needs from the yarshim for her ksuba. We don't assume that she took a little bit, commentated herself, and then ignored it, because she was using it as a payment for the tirch that she had to go to the Yusomim. Rather, we believe her that she didn't take anything yet. Because a person is more fearful to make a nadir than a person is to take a oath. Says the Mishnah. Further, So the, our Mishnah, they explain over here various explanations. We'll just go with the Pashup shot. Our Mishnah follows the opinion of Rebbe Lazar. That Eide Mesir, the witnesses that uh, are observing the giving over of the get, they are cursing. That's what solidifies the get. Um, they're the Iker, they're the main point. And the Adam that sign on the get, 
right, there's two sets of Edom, the Edom that sign, the Edom the witness, the giving over of the get. The Edom that sign on the get, they're not the Iker. The Edom that sign on the get, they're just dear me if they take in the Olam. That why? That we're concerned, maybe the witnesses that are testifying on the Messiah and the giving over of the get, they might go overseas or they might drop dead. And then the husband's going to come complain, the get is, is forged. So how are we going to authenticate this get? Well, authenticated by the witnesses that signed the get. The Edom should sign the get. Then if the husband comes and complains, we can authenticate the get by the signatures of the witnesses that signed the get. So normally we'll first look at the witnesses that observe the giving over of the get. But if they're not around, then we'll resort to the witnesses that signed the get. And the witnesses that signed the get, according to Rebbe Lazar, are not the main part. They're just there for the Tikkun HaOlam that that we should be able to authenticate it if a husband comes to complain and the Edi Messiah are not around. And the Mishnah concludes, Hillel Hiskin Prisbol, Hillel was metakin the famous Prisbol of Neitikon Ha'olam as well. That what? That Hillel Hazakin saw that people did not want to lend money to one another. Why? Because of the concern that the borrower will not pay up their loan up until the Shemitah year comes. And when the Shemitah year comes, Allah is that Shemitah is Mishamettes, it cancels all debts that one has. So no one wanted to lend money. And they were being, either they're transgressing the Pasuk in the Torah, Hishamalacha, Penyiyadavar, Imlavavacha, Bilyah, Lemar, Kavashasha, Shavashasha, Shemitah, Vera, Enecha, Bachicha, Evin, Lotitin, Lo. The Pasuk, the Torah warns that people shouldn't think to themselves, you know, Shemitah's coming up. And if I lend money now, I'm not going to get it back. Because the guy, the borrower, is not going to pay back by Shemitah. Then Shemitah will cancel the loan. And then people won't be lending to one another. They'll be transgressing this Pasuk. So Hillel got up. He was talking the concept of a prusbal. A prusbal is a document that a lender, a malavik, gives over to a Bezdin before Shemitah. And it says the debt that he has. And in essence, he's giving the debt to Bezdin in order that Shemitah should not cancel it. Because once Bezdin's holding on to it, Shemitah cannot cancel it. A prisbal comes from the word, it's a Greek word, and it's a breakdown, it's a, it's a shortened version of prusbuli buti, which means that Bezdin is appointed to be mapakeach, to be in charge, that, uh, that no one should be damaged from this loan. Uh, the Gemara explains that it's prusbuli ubuti, prus is a takana, buli ubuti, for the rich and for the poor. It's a, rich for, it's a takana for the rich, that they shouldn't lose their money. It's kind of for the poor that they should have lenders that want to lend to them. They shouldn't just be walking on the street and not have anybody to borrow from. So Hillel was metaking the prisbol, and that's it for Mishnah Gemal.